Today's guest, Charlotte Edwards and myself, both have a deep belief that stories, people's stories are so important and they provide much needed connections and the feeling that we're not alone. Charlotte's story will absolutely make you feel that way. It is a beautiful story that really also teaches us how much joy and sorrow can coexist and how that is such a beautiful and lived part of her message. And I think you're really going to enjoy hearing about her story and her new podcast. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast, where the potential in me honors the potential in you. If you're wondering if you can really change and truly find and live your purpose, then I invite you to let me be your accountability partner and for you to be mine. And together, we can explore with curiosity and humor what it is to create beautifully in every area of our lives and to take action to make that happen. Hi, Charlotte. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on to my podcast, having known nothing about me. (laughs) or my podcast, just being like, yes, I want to talk about my podcast. So you are part of the So You Want to Start a Podcast series. And we met, you know, quote unquote, in uh, Kathy Heller's podcast boot camp, workshop, boot camp. Yes. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I haven't decided what I'm calling it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And so I just said, who wants to be on and talk about what they want to do? And you were like, I do. Yes. So let's get started. So, so okay. Have you started a podcast or have you not started a podcast? I am in the works of starting a podcast. Excellent. So it's not official, but yes, Excellent. I've been doing all my homework and, um, and learning all the ins and outs of podcasting. Yes. So you've got something on your heart that you oh, want to share. Sure. I've wanted to do it for a couple of years and I just haven't made the jump to actually do it. So yeah. now's the time. Yeah. Well, okay. So tell me about what you want your podcast to be about, and then we'll get into like how you arrived at that. Okay. Um, I believe everybody has a story. And Mm -hmm. I, so the name of my podcast is Seedlings. And Mm -hmm. I believe each one of us plants a seed in each other, whether it's an idea an impact or an inspiration. And I think it's really important to share our stories. So we're not alone in our journey. So for connection, to learn something, to have a good laugh. And um, so it's going to be more of a, I mean, I'll have some solo stories, but it also is going to have guests for storytelling um, because it's important for people to have that connection piece. Yeah. I already got chills. With you just describing it. That's how I, that's totally how I operate. Like everyone has a story, like almost everything that I do comes out of that. And I'm with you. Like, I think it's so, if we don't share them, I think we just get really isolated. Yes. And you can get really down on yourself. And especially um, in the technology world, I feel like there's not as many conversations as there used to be. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot different hearing someone actually share their story, whether it's audio verbally or actually having a conversation with somebody than someone shooting a quick text or, um, I think creating that connection is really important. Yeah. Yeah. So, so any stories, like how are you going to find your guests? So that's what I'm kind of working on. Um, I think any stories, I think Mm -hmm. the, the, the hard stories that you might feel isolated and feel alone with. Um, but then I think, you know, I love a good laugh. Like I love a good, like your belly hurts, good laugh. And I think that's yeah. also very therapeutic. I think laughter is medicine. And so, um, so yeah, so I think I'm going to have a wide variety of stories. I love it. Okay. So, uh, I'm with you that laughter is medicine. So was that, where did that come from? It's not everyone's medicine. Yeah. I mean, like everyone, like we all enjoy a good laugh, right? But not everyone really kind of hones in on it. So is there some of your upbringing or yeah. 
So um, I've actually taught a workshop on laughterous medicine. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> so um, I I'm a nurse. So um, uh-huh. to give you a little backstory of me, um, mm. um, nursing is a second career for me, and um, I am a NICU nurse. So um, oh, wow, I see all sorts of things, and um, but some of my favorite times after a hard shift is is laughing. Um, sometimes it's a very twisted sense of humor, but, um, laughing with my girlfriends and helping you get through a tough day or, um, or also my sisters and my cousins and I are really close and we get together and I mean, like peanut pants laughter is just so much, I mean, like it's, it just changes your nervous system and yeah. um, it releases the stress. It re- people don't realize how much stress um, builds up the cortisol levels in their body. And even just mm-hmm. um, having a good laugh will release all of that. And um, so I think it's really important. I don't think people, everyone is to-do list and in the grind and hustling and all of that. And that can get you wound up pretty tightly and don't realize how much just a good laugh well, um, just do you do your body good? Do your um, mental health good? And so I think that's really important. I oh my gosh, I love this so much. I also feel like too, like a lot of the world that I'm in is kind of like the the healing world, you know, of mm-hmm. like Reiki and um, mm-hmm. I don't know, sound bowls and like I love you know I love all of it. And um, I'm a photographer, so I kind of like. I use some of that and like my healing. And sometimes I feel like in, in this kind of like dramatization of healing, it's always like, we're healing, right? Breathe in, (laughs) breathe out. And it's like, where's the joy? Like where, like everyone's always like, it's very, we have to talk low like this. And we have to, do you know what I mean? And I think, I (laughs) I think there is that piece of like, where is the, why are we just laughing sometimes? Like, where is all of just the joy, you know, and, and that aspect of, of healing. I mean, I think that's so big. It's so true that just laughter just like opens you up and f- you can just feel it like flush all of that, all of that cortisol. Oh yeah. I will even tell um, some of the newer nurses on my unit. I'm like, take 30 seconds and watch a stupid funny video I mean at this and reset yourself so that you can be calm in the chaos and mm-hmm. um and by just taking a few moments to have check your brain out of just the seriousness of the situation and yeah. have a good laugh reset yourself and then I mean you will still have you know whatever you're dealing with but it kind of just resets and realigns your nervous system I want to know about the laughter's medicine course that you taught. So, um, it's just, it was just a it was just a workshop, and I'm trying to kind of do a, a series of it. But yeah, um, we just went through different ways, and it's just kind of educating people of why laughter is important because kind of like what we're talking about, but um, how to take those breaks, how to find funny moments, how to, I tried something and I didn't even know this existed. Uh, have you heard of laughter yoga? I've heard, I know the phrase. I don't know a whole lot about it though. So it's just something I've started, I guess, since I started kind of looking into laughter more and truly all the benefits um, of it. And I came across laughter yoga and I mean, just the process of doing it makes you laugh. And um, and even if you just did it for a handful of minutes, it it makes you feel a lot lighter. And so I think that... So what is it? What is laughter yoga? <laughs> so... <laughs> it's already um, making you laugh. <laughs> so if you take a, like, a phrase... It, well, this is just, okay. like, one... Um, one step of it. Um, uh-huh. So if you take a phrase, like if you say, um, the one that I did the example for, if you say like Mississippi, Tennessee, and so you, it's the same kind of cadence, yes. and you go, ha, ha, hoo, hoo, 
he, he, he. <laughs> and you do it in a room with other people. And you, and you, and you do it, repeat it 10 times. And so you're literally going, ha, ha, who, who, he, he, he. Ha, ha. And then you're, it, it sounds like, that's what I was saying. I was like, when I was doing it, I'm like, I feel like I'm in like a Lamaze class or yes, something. Yes, um, But it's getting people together and almost like the silliness of it. And yeah. as you do it, you just start laughing because you feel silly. But then you're right. also laughing at the other people that are doing it. And what it's doing to your body and your nervous system is releasing all that pent up energy. And so that's kind of like the point. I love that. And in such like a fun way. Yeah. (laughs) Do people just end up crying? Like do people just go from laughing to like crying ever? I think, I mean, I've only done it um, a couple times just because I tend to laugh just in general. Um, but yeah, I think that if you're in that, it depends also you have how much you have pent up, like, yeah. because some, for some people who haven't had a really good laugh, you have so much pent up energy. And once you finally release that, you can almost like open up the floodgates. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you feeling right now? Good. Yeah. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> I just want to check in. Yeah. I like, I've never, I haven't checked in with anyone, but I was like, I just want to check in. I'd be like, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> good. This is fun. Yay. Uh, um, okay. Let me, let's get into your story. Like, I want to kind of hear about you and okay. some of your, your story. All right. Um, so I live in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, Let's see. I kind of lived all over the place. I grew up here, and then I lived in California for a little bit. Met my husband out there, oh, and where? then um, in San Diego. Oh, cool! I met my husband in Los Angeles. Okay. <laughs> um, I lived outside Los Angeles, outside Pasadena for a little bit. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I finished high school out there, and oh, um, nice. then moved down to San Diego. Met him, and then. Um, at that point, I was a, in real estate. I sold real estate for about 10 years, and uh-huh. um, we moved around a little bit and then came back home to Charleston right after we got married. And I um, had my son emergently at 25 weeks gestation. Oh, wow. And so he was born at um, 1 pound 11 ounces and spent four and a half months in the NICU. And... Um, which obviously is a very much life-changing event. Um, I was very sick myself and was in the ICU for about a week. Um, And after that experience, I went back to start volunteering at the hospital. When was that? How long ago was that? He's 16 now, so 2007. Wow. And um, so after that traumatic event – I had kind of a readjustment of my priorities and kind of what I wanted to do. And um, when he started preschool, I went back to nursing school and have been a nurse um, in the same NICU where he was for the last, gosh, over 10 years um, working there. So So what do you feel like that, like, I mean, you know, I kind of make the connection in my head, but what do you feel like that experience gave you that you wanted to like that made you want to go back into nursing like what was um the empathy and the support of the families Mm. um you know I was very blessed to have some great nurses that took care of my son and um and truly myself because when you're a NICU nurse you don't just take care of the baby you take care of the whole family Mm. um and I formed some really strong bonds but um I felt like there needed to be additional support for families. And um, for a while I went back and led some support groups and did parent education and parent partners to let them know that they weren't alone in this situation. The NICU Mm -hmm. can be a very isolating experience. Um, I mean, nobody wants to be in the NICU. It's something that you're thrown in there um, pretty dramatically. and so you kind of get the rug pulled out from under, under you. And um, 
especially not grouping everybody, but especially when you're in that phase of your life where everyone's having kids. And if Mm -hmm. you're the one person that it didn't go as planned and you didn't have a good pregnancy and you get thrown into the NICU, you feel really isolated because everybody around you is having these happy, healthy babies and you're Mm -hmm. watching your kid, you know, try to survive in the ICU. And so, um, it's very isolating. Um, so I wanted to go back and support those families and support those moms. And I did it on a volunteer basis for a couple years and then went back to school. And oh. um, I'm a huge proponent in um, patient advocacy and for mm-hmm. families being involved as much as they can with the care of their child and to kind of empathize and support them through that journey. And so I've done that for a while. And then a couple years ago, I got into nurse coaching and that's kind of um transitioned more into this role of becoming a holistic coach and um I still am in the hospital part-time but uh-huh. I'm kind of venturing out to um other areas of nursing interesting so what okay so nurse coach what does a nurse coach do so a nurse coach um I get it's kind of a transformative, it's kind of like the wellness arena, but also life coaching. So you can, um, you have all the medical background, um, of being a nurse, but then you're able to coach people for their overall healthy lifestyle and wellness. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're, so you're, so you're working with patients, right? It's not like you're coaching other nurses or you so I think that that's where it's, it's a lot of times yeah. I don't even use the word nurse coach because yeah. I think that it's, um, can be very tricky. It's kind of a newer field in nursing. Um, yeah. and it's, well, I say newer, it's been around for, t- for about 10 years, but I feel like it's just starting to really take off, um, where there's a board certification for nurses to be coaches. Um, but I think when we use the title nurse coach, it typically people think, oh, you're cur- coaching nurses. Thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so some people do, some people do coach nurses and help them with burnout and fatigue mm-hmm. and um, things like that. But a lot of people have gone out um, to the general population and have their own clients and helping them with their overall well-being from a holistic standpoint. So it That's could great. be diet, nutrition, exercise, but it also could be, you know, burnout, um, mental health, spirituality as well. Love it. Yeah. And so, so then you said now it's transitioning more into holistic coaching. So, I mean, that's, that's essentially like you, you are a person and your whole being. And so like as more as your holistic life, your holistic being. So, um, so yeah, I went back and got my degree in holistic nursing and some of that is, um, your whole being and learning different, the complementary between blending Eastern and Western medicine. I love that so much. I think it's very important. Yeah, It really is. I, I don't think I, yeah, I think both are so important. I think you have to have both. I mean, yeah. coming from like, I wouldn't have survived my experience. Um, if we didn't have Western medicine. Yeah. Um, but then I think, as healthcare has evolved and when my dad was fighting cancer, I think he needed a blend of both modalities and not that um, one would cure him versus the other, but for his overall mental and emotional well-being, I think mm. adding in complementary therapies and modalities can help you along your journey when um when you're scared and anxious, and I think that that gets more into your mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. So did you did you walk alongside your dad for that? Journey? And that's how I got into coaching. Is when my dad was diagnosed with cancer, um, and I was seeing the different treatments and options offered to him, and I would ask about other options like palliative care, which I'm a huge proponent of palliative care. I think palliative care, um, the palliative care teams are wonderful. And most people just, 
associate palliative care with dying, which, and yeah. they get palliative care and hospice confused. And um, I think that I think that's I, where I was yeah. I think similarly, you, I was like, yes, my brain was doing all the same things. So if you want to. Okay. So, um, sort them out. and I'm not an expert by any means in palliative care, but palliative care, um, is a wonderful team of multidisciplinary pra- providers that support you during a chronic illness. Um, okay. it could be a cancer diagnosis. It could be like cystic fibrosis. It could be any kind of chronic genetic, any kind of illness. And they support you through that journey and experience. Um, so it doesn't have to be a cancer diagnosis. It could be anything, but it offers you the support that you need for that illness. And I think where I, in my specific instance, I kept wanting to get my dad into palliative care and they kept saying he's not ready for hospice. And I'm like, it's totally different. Mm. Um, I would say palliative care for just an overall general perspective is a step before hospice. It's something that you can have palliative care for years and mm-hmm. years. It's not something it's, you know, hospice is more imminent of death and yeah. they are a wonderful service to have, but that's more like six months to death versus palliative care can be years and years. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that was helpful. Now I know. And now to, I'm sure lots of listeners were like, oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so when, so how long ago was that? Um, I guess my dad was diagnosed, gosh, almost like in 2017 and he passed away in 2019. Um, and so that's kind of around 2017, 2018 is when I started, um, going back to school and getting certified in holistic well-being and uh, did my certification for nurse coaching. So a handful of years ago. Do you find yourself leaning toward uh, working with people who've had similar experiences to you? Yes. I think that you put out a certain energy and those people will, kind of gravitate to you. I think um, I like working with people for more empowerment and resiliency that, you know, life is going to throw you all sorts of curveballs and trying to help them maneuver through um, those bumps and, and to help you get through it because it's scary and it's lonely and there's so much anxiety that comes along with it. Um and you certainly don't want to be navigating that by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I have several questions, but I don't, but they all jump like to, from your direct story. So I want to give you, I want no, to give that's you okay. Go ahead. there's like still more. <laughs> no, I mean. So. Ah, so I love it. I just, I love that you've just taken your story and you've been like, I just, I've got to like dive back into it like I, I'm gonna go dive back in the waters like now that I've got like my scuba gear on <laughs> you know that's what some of it feels like like I was in the waters without scuba gear and then you get out and you're like oh I that was terrible terrible thing to be in there without my gear like I'm gonna gear <laughs> up and I'm gonna go find the other people like with other gear um so I know you said you, you've got seedlings and and everyone's story. So, so what do you feel like, um, what do you feel like for you is important to hear people's stories and share people's stories? And like, what would you, yeah, I think it, it may be two separate questions. So in general, what kind of, what draw, what drew you to just like hearing people's stories? And then what are you hoping that your podcast does for the people telling them and the people hearing them. Mm, okay. Um, what drew me is truly the connection piece and for people to understand that they're not alone, that um, people have trials and tribulations. And sometimes when you're in the thick of it, you really do feel isolated. And so just having somebody else say, 
hey, I went through that too, or I went through a similar situation. Um, it may not be the exact same situation, but um, just having that support and connection is such a key piece. And, you know, different times throughout my life, whether, I mean, you can have obviously the intense, intense experience of the NICU, but then you can also have, um, like my son has um, dyslexia and I actually put out something the other day anyways about applying to college and dyslexia and I was getting frustrated. I was like, I cannot be the only one that has this same experience. And so I asked a question in this you know, group chat and people are like, oh, I did this, I did this, or check this out. And I was like, thank God, because I was like mm. banging my head against the wall. I'm like, my kid can't be the only kid with learning disabilities trying to go to college. And why is this so hard? And, um, and, and I actually just did that even a couple months ago. And, and it just solidified of why I think it's important for people to tell their story. Because there's a great big world out there and sometimes you get stuck in your little bubble and you can get all consumed with your thoughts, emotions, and feelings. And if you were just to kind of break that little bubble and realize that there's other people experiencing this and to have that true connection, um, I think it helps with your mental health health and emotional well-being. And I think that that's kind of what it's all about. I think connection is the key to the human experience. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Like I talk about this stuff a lot. I don't know. I don't know how old you are. I'm almost 44. I'm 46. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So you probably remember some, the mom blog world. Like were you online at all when mom blogs were like popular? Popular. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's where, um, and I, I, I'll go back to that in a sec, but I, everything you're saying, I think is is so key. And I think that's where technology can be really helpful, right? Like your podcast can reach so many people. And it was like, for me, when I had my oldest is 13 and she was, um, when she was born, it was like, I was a mom blogger. I knew a lot of mom bloggers and people were just talking about like postpartum depression and their labor stories and their recovery. And, you know, just, um, having a newborn, you know, you bring a kid home and, and, you know, I mean, you had four months of like Nikki, like that's a whole other story. And then you're home and then you're like, what am I doing? Like, how do I raise this crying being, you know? And it's like, ah, and that was the first place where I, where I experienced community and heard other people's stories was in the mom blog community. And, and just like you were saying, when you pop your bubble, I, it's, it's like, it's true for so many people. I feel like, especially for people in, you know, isolated places, you know, where it's not, you know, you're in a big city and it's like, you're, you know, you're probably going to run into people, you know, maybe who have similar stories, but the more isolated you get, the more out, you know, out in the middle of nowhere you get, it's just like, oh my gosh. So I just love, I've like, I so agree with you. And I've been such a proponent of like share people's stories. You know, and I love, I love that you're this idea with the seedlings. Um, yeah, I just, I just want to be like, same. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Same. Make me feel much better because a part of me is like, you know, this is new territory. I mean, I share stories all the time with, you know, patients at the hospital or um, mm -hmm. I oriented a lot of new, new nurses and stuff, but, you know, to break free of what you're accustomed to and to start something new, you know, obviously there's always nerves to be like, who am I to start a podcast? Like, who am I to share stories? And then, and then I just kind of look at it. This is the attitude I have with my podcast and whether it makes it be great or not, or, you know, is going in with a thought that even if only one person listens to my podcast, that I was of service to them. And, you know, um, and then that's good enough that that one person was either called to hear that episode or called to hear what, so they, so what was being said so that they aren't alone or they can have a good laugh or whatever they need at the moment. And that I'm okay with that. And, um, but I just woke up one morning and I felt very called to do this and it was a nagging feeling that wouldn't leave me. 
And I was like, I didn't think I wanted to do a podcast, but then it just would not, like I'd wake up at like three o'clock in the morning with different ideas of like, you need to do a podcast. You need to do a podcast. People need to hear other people's stories. And so then I was like, screw it. Here we go. (laughs) Yes. So how long were you thinking about, I like the whole end of that, I have chills about like, I was just waking up in the morning and it just wouldn't leave me alone. Yeah. So how long have you been like thinking about it, talking about it, sharing it with people? So I kind of, um, a couple years ago, I'm like, yeah, maybe it'd be kind of cool to do a podcast. And then, um, and then I went down and did all my coaching certifications and kind of went off on learning about, like you said, Reiki, sound bowling, all the energy work and things like that. And, um, and they're, they're all great, but, um, but for me, it's more, um, it's more, connection piece and telling stories that kind of really, really resonate with me. And so yeah. about six months ago, I had kind of put it on the back burner and I am a huge fan of morning pages. I don't know if you know anything about Julia Cameron, but um, where you get up and you do stream of consciousness writing every morning and, um, mm-hmm. and I would just write and it was like, share the story, tell your podcast over and over and over to where I would get up in the middle of the night and be like, Make it stop. <laughs> so um It's like I'm not so, gonna stop until you do a podcast. <laughs> and so so anyways, and then I was um actually at a nurse coach retreat and I was driving back from Georgia to South Carolina and I don't know how I stumbled on Kathy's podcast and mm. um it was really one about energy and having the courage to follow through that voice that keeps telling you to do something. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And so I really just came across Kathy and I know she's been around for a while. Um, literally probably two weeks before that boot camp or whatever oh, you want to wow. call it workshop boot yeah. camp. And so I was like, I guess it's a sign. Here we go. <laughs> Did you join? Are you in the, did you join? Yeah. It? So yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you started yet? Yeah. We, last week was the first, um, the first, um, session. There's one this afternoon. And, um, so I've already recorded like my trailer and did my cover art and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I'm hoping to launch by the end of October. If I can get yeah. some episodes, I'm going to have some backlogs before I really, launch yes 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 oh that's so exciting okay so um so what yeah so so what would you hope the people coming on the podcast and the people listening to the podcast would get I mean you've kind of answered some of this but um I mean obviously I'll have some that where you might learn something new um like let's say even we'll use laughter like I already have an episode kind of out where I'm gonna do like a laughter is medicine episode and so obviously hopefully you'll have some good laughs but then you'll also take away some information of really what laughter does to your body and how important that is Mm -hmm. um and then some hopefully I will have some people that share a story that might inspire you maybe Mm -hmm. it inspires you like like Kathy kind of did for me to be like, oh my God, I can do this. I can go start my podcast. So, and then some um, episodes um, might be just someone sharing their story and that would be the connection community piece of, okay, I'm not the only one feeling this and it's going to be okay. And if not, this is where, this is the community that will help me get through it. Yeah. Yeah. I want... I want to go into the laughter piece. <laughs> okay. So talk, so talk to me about that, like where it's, where it's, I don't know, shown up in your life or proved to be important or how, how it, it's evolution of becoming to the point where you would teach on it. Um, so I think laughter is also showing your vulnerability. So um, where you can also just laugh at yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I mean, obviously, you. I think you have various levels of laughter, and this is just my take on it. Like, I can have laughter, like, let's say, if I'm at the hospital and I'm having a rough shift, I literally will go in the bathroom and I'll watch a 30-second video because I just am overwhelmed or I just need a break. And watch a funny video, okay, calms me down, resets my nervous system, go back, do whatever I need to do. Um that's one aspect, like a quick reset. But then I also think when you're with people that you love and trust and you can just truly be your authentic self and just um, like break the chains and like let go of all the layers that or all the expectations that you put on yourself and just have a good belly laugh and just have a good time with your family or your friends. And I think that that's a place and I'm hoping that more people can bring laughter into, I guess the mainstream. Cause I feel like so many people have all these outer layers of expectations of mm-hmm. how you should be, how you should show up, what you should be doing. And when you add all these layers, I don't think you fully truly laugh because you're, worried about what somebody might think or um so I think also by letting yourself be more vulnerable and being your more authentic self mm-hmm. you can laugh more because you're not so worried about all these other layers you've added to yourself yeah yeah that makes that's does that yes. make sense <laughs> it makes total sense yeah it makes total sense um so uh, we're just as a side note, we're all about laughter. My husband and I met doing improv comedy in Los Angeles together. So, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so in our family, like humor is currency. If you can make someone laugh, it's like, all right, fair enough. You're not in trouble anymore. Like, right. <laughs> you know, what? like whatever it is, it, it just can, it can break, it can break stuff open. Yeah. It's totally, you know, if, if someone's like irritated and then you make them laugh, it's like, ah, it is that it, it, just like you said, it drops kind of that ego a little bit and it allows that vulnerability piece to come in. Was it like, did you just notice? I'm just so curious how you got to like, and now I will teach on it. Like, did you just notice like, hey, laughter helps me? Was it, did you experience like, you know, when you were dealing with your Honestly, son? Honestly, I don't even know where it is. <laughs> I just think that I've had some friends and and family members like like your laughter's contagious like you you know and um and then I also noticed um different times where if I was stressed or if I was getting burnt out I'm like and I was kind of reflecting back on what helped me get out of that funk or why you know what was going on and it was literally an event or a moment that I sat around with my girlfriends or my family and just laughed and it helped me like reset all the different stresses in my life. And, um, and so I guess more of a reflection piece of, okay, how do you deal with all that life's throwing at you and what helps you kind of, um, go forward and release all of that kind of negative energy. And when I look back, um, most of the time, um, it's a good laugh. Like, I mean, obviously I can sit there and say going for a walk with my dogs and all the, everything else. And those are all very beneficial as well. But, um, when I look back of just what are some of the fun moments and that have helped me get through some tough times, it always comes back to laughter. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I I, love, too, that, like, I have several thoughts in my head. I'm trying to figure out what uh, order to spit them out in. They go very fast. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, even laughter, you know, just like you were saying, laughter, laughter among the hard things you know you're like here we are as nurses in the NICU and sometimes you're like you just got to go in the bathroom and watch a ridiculous TikTok or something you know right and then come back out like I remember my grandma had Alzheimer's and we my she lived with my parents for a long time and when I would like come home from college she'd be there and she came downstairs one day and 
Oh, she was like thoroughly convinced uh, she was on a ship crossing the Atlantic to Europe and she had like her handbag and she um, had her lipstick on and she wanted to know when her hair appointment was. And she just kept asking my dad and she was like, does anyone know what time my hair appointment is? And we were just like, like, it's so sad because, you know, and like anyone that get all, get, that gets Alzheimer's is sad. And she was just, you know, she was my grandma and she was brilliant and she did super cool, wild things. And it's like, it's like you, in some moments, it's like you laugh or you cry, you know, and, mm-hmm. and laughter just allowed it to just be like. I don't, you know, it's, it's just kind of allowing the allowing of, of just all of the human experience, you know, like it's okay to laugh during hard times. It's okay to laugh when things look like they're just sad, you know, and it feels like just listening to your story. One of my things that I always want to bring to people is um, for them to find their permission for whatever they need permission for and for them to find a sense of belonging and so one of the things that I wanted to do this thing for was like just so you know you have like whatever you need whatever practice you need or whatever you you know you hopefully there's some little something you get from being on here that's like I feel even bigger permission or I feel even more like I belong in this podcast space you know from here but I always hear it in other people's stories too and and you haven't like totally linked them, but everything you've been talking about to me sounds really like you're just the perfect person to give people permission to laugh no matter what their story is. Like to just have joy and to just unleash and to just find just find good humor and laughter, like no matter what the circumstance might might be. And I think that's yeah. such like a beautiful, like a beautiful piece of permission and gift that it sounds like uh-huh. you have all in one, you know? <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. I do think like, I think it's hard because I think people get confused that joy and sorrow can't coexist. Yeah. And I think that you need joy and sorrow to coexist because I mean, it's horrible to live in a world with just sorrow. And I even know um, my uncle just passed away in June and um, it was hard. It was fast. And, um, but my cousins and I would sit on the porch and I mean, obviously there would be times that we would just cry, but then we had some times where we just laughed. I mean, you're telling stories, like you're reminiscing about family stories and experiences and you have to bring in the laughter to validate that person or that experience and their life wasn't just sadness it was all the fun memories and experiences that you shared together even though it's hard what you're going through and I think even there you're a community or a family community going through this together and Of course, you have moments where it's very tearful, but then you have moments that you can look back on and thank God we were all together. Thank God we had moments that we were just sitting there laughing, eating ice cream together. I mean, Mm -hmm. and it helps you, it helps you get through those times. And it, like you said, it's a sense of belonging. It's a sense of community that you can have joy and sorrow and they can coexist. Yeah. I love I love the piece in there that you said, like, I loved all of it. And one thing you said really stood out to me, which was um, bring in the laughter to validate the person. And you were specifically talking about someone, you know, who had died. And so, you know, we bring in the laughter to validate their life. But, but I really liked that just like in general, just validating the the good you know because sometimes it does feel like oh we just have to be somber like this is just somber it just has to be somber but then just validating like I don't know just the way you were like yeah just validating the person it was like just validating their experience just 
as a human, if someone laughs at like a seemingly inappropriate time or, you know, it's just like, ah, this is terrible, but like, I have to laugh. I have to, you know, it's too much down. I've got to like bring it back up. I really liked that of like laughter as a way to validate a person or an experience. Because and I, I think yeah. that I, sorry, I didn't interrupt. I think no, that, go. um, I mean, I think laughter has a healing power. I mean, I really, yeah. I firmly believe that laughter and joy have healing powers and, um, and I think they get overlooked because it seems too simple. It seems too simple to say that. I mean, but isn't some of the most beautiful things, the simple ones, you know? And I think yeah. that that's where we get so caught up in the hustle and the grind that everything has to be so complicated. When, when you look back at your life, it's going to be this simple joyous moments that you're going to remember. And, um, and hopefully for most people, it has a lot of laughter in them. I like, I, I, you, I don't know how well you probably can't tell. I have tears in my eyes in this moment because I'm, I was thinking about like, just people telling, this is how my brain works. Take it, take it or leave it. It's okay. So, you know, I was thinking about everything, everything we're talking about, obviously, and just like how cool it would be to, I, I hesitate to be like, here's an idea for your podcast, but I had an idea and it, you don't ever have to use it ever, but it, I just always have ideas. Um, and just asking people something along the lines of their story, like, where was the goodness? Like where, you know, like where, like specifically, like in the times that felt hard, like what was something that made you laugh or what was like a piece that you're like taking with you? And it made me think of, um, and I've talked about this on my podcast before. It's not, it, it wasn't, it's, there's not like death, but it was intense. We had to pull my kid out of school uh, I guess it's, I guess it's like a year and a half ago now. Um, she was really overwhelmed and I had to like homeschool while we tried to figure out like what was going on with anxiety that she was having and like take her out of everything that she loved and like figure it out. And it was just me and her like really intense for a while. And then just the way you're, you know, as we've been talking and a lot of your laughter in the story, it's made me kind of be like, yeah, I just kind of think about that time as intense, you know, mm -hmm. and, and then it was like, and literally it was like thinking about like, where was the goodness? And I was like, oh my God, like, I just want to be like, it was just ridiculous. Honestly, like there were just stuff that was just like, oh my God, how did we even get through that day or that day? Like we were so irritated with each other and I didn't even know what to do, but it was just, I don't know, kind of spinning it in the look back as just like oh my gosh, it was intense, but it was also like, some of it was just ridiculous and some of it was just silly. And some of it was just, you know, me probably with ADHD and her probably with ADHD just trying to get through the day. And probably from the outside, it could have looked like a little like a comedy show of us just being like, we're going to sit and do homework. It's, oh, I have an idea. Oh, I have an idea too. Okay. You do your idea and I'll do my idea and I'll see you in an hour. And it's just like, just bananas. But it like, just the way you're, t like, I literally have a whole thing where it just like, I feel like I'm looking at it a little bit differently, thinking about through validating. Yeah, through yeah. a different lens. Yeah, kind of thinking about that, like validating it with joy as well. Yeah, and I think that that's what you kind of have to do is, is, and sometimes you can't see it in the moment. I mean, yeah. I have very <laughs> trying times with my teenage son, and um. And sometimes I'm like, oh, wow, I really screwed that up or that was mm -hmm. not my finest moment. Mm -hmm. And um, but then I'll look back and I'll be like <laughs> trying to find something and I'll be like, well, we at least got to spend some quality time together. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. you know, what what he knows that I care about him. Maybe in this moment he doesn't feel that, but hopefully, God willing, down the road, he will see like, you know, and I'm trying to because there are trying times as a parent and especially with, um, middle school, teenage kids, um, and having a little grace, but having a little humor is 
at least for me, the only way that I'm going to get through these years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm with you. How, how old? <laughs> so 16? This 16 yeah. year old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes my daughter just turned 13 in june and it was like instant it was like oh gosh oh i think these are the teenage years it's like what happened yes. where are you yeah yeah it's, it's the crazy. fight for independence and and he's a good kid and i mean obviously i love him to death but we spar a couple times and i was like okay how can i enjoy the last little bit that I have with him and um, make it more joyous. Like find the joy in the teenage years when some days you just want to beat your head against the wall. So that is actually what I'm trying to give myself the same advice that I would give anybody else is enjoy, enjoy the moments. They may not be the days, but enjoy the moments. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I always think about that quote from Alice, from Alice in Wonderland. She says, I give very good advice, but I very seldom follow it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I understand that. Yeah, like let's all enjoy it. It's joyful, and then you're like, ah, <laughs> like, hold on, pause, joy, <laughs> joy. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So, what are your next steps? Because I know you said you kind of wanted to launch. You're going like end of October, right? Mm-hmm. All the all the cross all the fingers crossing <laughs> all the fingers. Um, my next step is really I need to. Obviously, I'm a little more technologically not savvy, so that's taking no. me a little bit to try to kind of work out some of those kinks, and I'm new kind phrase, of getting new my phrase, way. New phrase. So yeah. this is what everyone everyone is like, I don't really know. My husband is a self-professed, like, I can't figure technology out. And then he'll literally just be like, oh, I just started a podcast. And I'm like, how? This is a lie. Like, you're telling yourself a lie. So every, every time someone's like, I'm kind of a technical challenge, I'm like, okay, new phrase. New phrase. So I have this thing. So this is my suggestion. You okay. tape up a photo of yourself uh-huh. and you write, this is what a tech savvy woman looks like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so, yes. it's just, it's like just a shift where it's like, oh, okay. It's not that, even, even if it just like, the new thought is like, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's not right. that hard. And then you just look at yourself as like, look that lady's tech savvy and I'm her. I can do it. I can do it. I can, I do, can it. do it. Yes, I can do it. So I guess bad. that's mine is getting that down because I want to start recording episodes and have obviously guests on. And then I guess I need to overcome my barrier of the fear of, oh my God, I invite somebody on and I don't know how to record <laughs> the podcast so I'm working through just the basic simple I got my trailer I've got my cover art I've got my name I've got all check all those boxes and now it's um just doing it but making sure that I have I will have the capability to um to just go ahead and start recording and um getting it out there. So yes. I've been trying to like really school myself in the last week of all the technology. And I'm actually pretty proud. I was asking even yeah. my son last night. I'm like, do you know how to do this? Yeah. Ask your kids. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I was like, yeah. So, like yes. um, so yeah, so that's kind of my big goal is to start getting some episodes under my belt. I, I don't know if it makes you feel any better. My first like five guests, I think I recorded on like three platforms. I was like, so I hit record on here, which is Riverside. I hit record on GarageBand, which only recorded me. And I didn't even realize that initially. And then I would hit record on something I was also trying called Descript. I don't know if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying, I was, I would just hit record. I'd be like, hold on. And I would just hit record on all of them. And there was like, I think there was one where literally one version record me, recorded me and one recorded my guest. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so I had to like export the audio and put them both into GarageBand. And luckily they lined up like they lined. And I was like, okay, we sound okay. Okay, we're okay. <laughs> and it's then, good. It's good. Yeah. I had one. I mean, don't like, like tech issues are normal. I, that's one of the reasons that I planned for like um, a little bit 
longer. Like I do like an extra, I was doing an hour and a half in case we had an issue, but then I started just doing like an hour 15 in case there's like tech issues. But I, I do have one that I just lost. Like, so that just, it just, I mean, so I don't know if that helps or not. Just like, (laughs) well, it makes you not feel alone. Like everybody (laughs) deals with all this. Yes. Yes. So do you, do you, um, edit yours or you just send it out raw like it is what it is I'll do I basically send it raw like I'm I I I try to have good sound like the best sound that I can if my guests like have okay sound I'm like I don't know everyone can hear them it's fine I accidentally here's one I accidentally did one so the things I'll edit that I'll write down is like if I have a coughing fit or if the dog starts to bark a whole lot Right. I'll like write it down. I'm like, okay, I'll take that out. Or if we disconnect for a little bit, like I'll have to go, I'll, I'll edit out like those chunks mm-hmm. one time. And, and and then after that, I just like, I just send it. So I don't go through all the pieces. I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm like, it's good. Everyone can hear it. I don't need it. Check. Done, <laughs> done is better than perfect. Like I have to go right. by that. Although there was one time where I thought I edited it. And my, one of my good friend's husbands calls me, the husband called me and the phone's ringing. And I was like, why is he calling me? Like, we're all friends, but I was like, no, A, no one calls anymore. And I was like, her husband, like, is he okay? Are the kids in the hospital? Like what's going on? And he, so he's like, Hey, how are you? I'm like, good. You okay? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And he's like, so I was listening to your podcast. Cause he's all supportive and listens to my podcast. And he was like, um, I don't know if you know. But um, you had to use the restroom in this one episode. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't edit that out. I literally, like, my bathroom is in the hallway just right over here. And I was like, hold on, I had to pee. And I went and I I was like, I'm real fast. And I peed and you can hear it. Hear the (laughs) toilet. You can hear me pee and you hear the toilet flush. And I was like, oh my God. He was like, it was really fun on one and a half speed. He's like, you pee really fast. I was like, like, oh my God. So I immediately just like took the entire episode down and then found where I had used the restroom in the episode and cut it out. So I tried to make sure I make notes because sometimes my notes are a mess. And clearly they were a mess <laughs> that day. <laughs> I missed it. So there, you know. And I'm not sure. I think at that point, like 10 people had listened to it. So a handful of people heard me be on a podcast. So there you go. All so good. Yes. Yeah, it's all good. Hey, it's I don't think, you're real. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. At first he was like, I didn't know if it was some like feminine empowerment thing. If you were like, that's right. I pee on my podcast. <laughs> I was like, no, it's just, I just forgot to edit it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, yes. So, yeah, I just edit out, in theory, I edit out chunks of things like that, and then I right. send it. And then I do, like, you know, a little intro, like, today's podcast is blah, 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 and then blah, blah. an outro, and that's it. Yeah. Make it done is better than perfect. Yep. Yes. Yes. That's going to be my motto. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have to remind myself of that. Ah. Charlotte. So, so here's a question I've been asking everyone. So in theory, and then we're, and then, and then we're wrapped up. So I would love to have you back on in like six months to check in. So that puts us at like the end of February, beginning of March. Okay. So what, when you come back on in six months, what would you like to be telling me about your podcast? Ooh, Good question. That I actually did it. <laughs> no, I like it. Um, no, that um, that I stick to my intuition and I did it. And um, I launched in the fall. I want it to be weekly, so six months, give or take. Four times six is twenty-four. So um, that I have, you know, roughly. 24 episodes done. I love it. Anything else or is that good? Um, 
and then I'm okay. And I did messy action that, you know, done is better than perfect that I, um, realized truly why I want to do it. And it's to share stories and be of service to other people. And, and that's okay. So whether it's, um, like I said, one person, 10 people, you know, hundred people, who knows, but, um, but that I'm doing it to share stories for people and that's okay. Whatever that audience may or may not be. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I am rooting for you, Charlotte. Thank you. I think I love this. I love, yes. I'm, I'm such a fan of sharing stories and then bringing that laughter piece in. It's so needed. It's so beautiful. I love the name of it. See, thanks. Um, well, I'm excited to have you back in six months. Yay. Thank you. See where I'm at. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you thank for you. having me. This was yes. fun. Yes. Thank you for coming on and trusting someone random uh, on the internet in a group. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, I'm excited to see what you do with this. And we'll talk in thank six you. months. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sounds great. I hope you enjoyed that. And as a reminder, this is only the third episode in a mini-series called So You Want to Start a Podcast. We've got a ton of amazing guests lined up. If you 